Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. In today's episode, I feel so fortunate to be speaking with a childhood friend who I've reconnected with through the magic of social media, the resilient and very determined Mary McCallum, director at Touchstone Crystal by Swarovski. Mary shares her journey from her dream job of being a music teacher to needing to give up her teaching career to be home with and support her son with autism. Mary's story reminds us that when we let go of what we hoped what was to be and accept what is, everything shifts in life. Her lessons in starting and running a home business while managing the care of her son with his therapies and activities seem to cross back and forth between learning how to support her son and learning how to run a successful home business while growing a team. Mary's tips for success are deep and supportive, but I have to tell you, my biggest takeaway from our conversation was how she rediscovered herself through making difficult choices in her life and ultimately built a business to support her family and son and the lifestyle he needs. How her sparkle and smile came back and how she started having fun again are truly remarkable, encouraging, and inspirational. She drops wisdom the entire way through our conversation, and I am certain you'll enjoy listening to her wonderful story. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Mary and her amazing journey. Mary, welcome. Hi. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And before we dive in, I just always like to ask where people are because I've had people uh, from all over the world now. So where are you in the world? Oh gosh, I am in the state of Washington and just about 40 minutes north of Seattle with my family. Yay. (laughs) And we grew up together. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And this is the first time we've seen each other's faces like live. Since high school. Yeah. Which yeah. Which was, you know, like four years ago. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only not that long ago, right? 30 something, but yeah, yeah, 20 something, <laughs> not 30 something just yet. <laughs> Doing my math wrong. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm so excited to have you here today. I mean, we, we've been in touch kind of on Facebook, but we mm-hmm. talked a while back and I learned that you do your own thing and you've been making your own way and why you've chosen this career path. And so I'm really, really excited to have you here today to share that. I feel like your story is very important that people need to hear it and that we need to talk more about, you know, the challenges that we face in life and, and the, you know, not, not all of us set out and said, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, rah, rah. Some of us set out on very different paths as you're about to share and make a decision based on what life brings. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really glad that you're here and I'm excited and honored that you're here today to be part of this and share your story. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) So tell, tell us, where do you want to start? Do you want to tell us what you do now? Or do you want to tell us how you started? I can, I think I'll tell you where I'm at now and Mm -hmm. then go back. That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So currently what I, where I'm at in my business world um, is I am an entrepreneur. I am a, what they would call independent consultant with Touchstone Crystal by Swarovski, um, which is a division of the Swarovski. So that's pretty exciting. And I've been actually on my own for, or doing my own thing, as you would call it for 13 years now, but I got to say, that was not the game plan at all, <laughs> at all. So if I go back several few, you know, post high school kind of a thing, the plan was to be a music teacher. I knew right from high school, what I was going to do with my life or what I thought I was going to do with my life. And it was going to be music teaching and just being with, with people. I always knew I needed to do something with people because I'm a people person mm-hmm. and I just loved helping people grow. That was always a desire and is still in my heart deeply of just helping people grow and be, just be what they want to be and and have freedom and who they are. Yeah. There's just that growing thing. It was so vital and important to me. Mm. So I went to college and got my degree in music education. And uh, from there, I was fortunate enough to get into some subbing, which worked into a full-time teaching position and uh, started at the elementary school. And I kind of chuckle because, you know, they were less frightening to me. (laughs) (laughs) The little ones. (laughs) Yeah, the little ones. Okay, I can handle elementary school because that's just, you know they wouldn't eat me up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they're still excited and it's fun for them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I I have to say it was a good uh, training ground before having my own children. So Mm. (laughs) it was good too. And then I met my husband and we got married and then all of a sudden I shifted through budget cuts, good old budget cuts in the school district. I got bumped over to back then what was called the junior high now Mm -hmm. a middle school And I started teaching there, terrified out of my wits, but something I've learned along the way is I just, I just make a decision and I just do it. No matter how scared I am, I just do it. And that has served me well over the many years now and uh, fell in love with that junior high age. I, I don't know like how that happened, but let go of the elementary portion and was just loving working with the kids at in that age group and they were discovering who they were and and um yeah my joke was you know after you get past the hormones they're not that bad so teenagers are way cooler <laughs> than they're given credit for oh, I, for I love sure. teenagers yeah yeah so so that was my journey and then it was we just wanted to have children so we started on that road and Had some bumps, a little bit of bumps in that, just trying to get to that point of being pregnant and, um, and so-called having it stick. Mm -hmm. And, but then we were, got our, our little boy and, um, it was pretty exciting. Um, and we, the first year was good, was noticing some delays, but you know, everyone kind of brushed off as, Oh, he'll catch up. He'll catch up. It's okay. And, um, then we started to see, "Mm, it's not okay. And, um, that began the process of discovering that I have a child with autism and my whole entire life changed. Like you mentioned earlier, just completely shifted. And there was a lot of emotion, a lot of letting go of what was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and then learning how to embrace what is and the new future that was ahead of us. So, 
<laughs> I don't know how far you wanted me to go on that, but there you are. <laughs> as far as you'd like. I mean, I think this is, this is a, what you said was really interesting. Letting go of what was supposed to be. Yeah. That's, I know when we talked before and you said that, that really struck me because we have this idea and who knows what perfect means or whatever, but we just have this idea of probably a child who's like us. And so if we're, you know, neurotypical, that's what we're expecting. And, you know, and so to be, to be in a space of, if you hadn't had any experience with people with autism, it must've been, I would imagine it was pretty scary to try to think like, oh, well, how do I raise this child? And now what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It was very, very scary. What's interesting though, is when I think back to my teaching, which I had to let go of, uh, in order to make my son be priority in helping him and all in all the ways that we could, you know, we would have some of the the kids from the special education classes come into music and, and music. What, when I was teaching music, that was like the one way of really making a connection with those students. It was very powerful. And I learned and picked up a lot from that experience. And then the, the junior high school that I was at needed someone to fill a gap, which apparently I didn't know they did with teachers, but I was filling a gap and I was taking students from the junior high to the elementary school next door. It was teaching them the world of special needs, basically. And we were in a class surrounded by, you know, of a contained learning center of children at varying different levels of needs and disabilities and things like that. It was very, it was really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And in that grew just a, a special tender spot in my heart, you know, and then when I fast forward to dealing, you know, with the diagnosis of my son. And somehow I just sort of felt like I was a little bit prepared for it mm-hmm. without knowing it I had no clue. Cause like I said, that wasn't the plan. Right. <laughs> gosh, gosh. When you told me that I got chills. Cause I think sometimes whatever people's belief systems are, I do believe that there is, there is wisdom. And yeah. so to have been placed, you know, and had, had your career take that little gap coverage, (laughs) you know, yeah, Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. I'm sure that it helped. It probably, I don't know if it softened the blow, but it probably helped you go. Okay. All right. Did your teacher hat go on? Like when you got the diagnosis and you started thinking about what you needed to do, did you find that you leaned on your teaching skills and training? Yeah, Yeah. Mm, very much. So even when his delays were a little bit slow, I started to pick up what I had learned in just those that brief time of taking those children to that special needs contained center there. Mm-hmm. There was so much that I learned and I picked up and having been a music you know, educator, I knew the power of music in individuals too. And so, you know, I would start to hum and that's how I even taught my son, 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 sorry, I can't get the word out, but son, how to talk because he wasn't learning it, you know, in the conventional normal ways. But when I sang something, I knew that it was easier for people to remember things when a melody was attached to it. So that's how I started to teaching, teaching him how to say words. Oh, wow. It was pretty wild, but that that's gut awesome. instinct, yeah, that, that wisdom, that gut instinct was kicking in big time. <laughs> Wow. And so you said you let your teaching go. Was there something, did you get to a place where you said, okay, I just really need to be more, more be home with him or like Mm -hmm. what, what made you decide to let teaching go? 
Yeah. It, it was a hard decision. <laughs> I bet. Cause it sounds but, like you really loved teaching. Oh, I really, yeah, yeah. I've always loved investing in people I'm just, and, and when the lights of like the, the acknowledgement lights, you know, go on in their eyes and they get it. Oh my mm. gosh. It's like the best thing ever. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. And so when we realized I took a year off from teaching, that was the plan, you know, be mom, mm-hmm. be home, get going, that kind of stuff. But when it came down to having to make the decision, whether to go back or to stay home, it was pretty clear I needed to stay home because he needed lots of therapy. Um, mm-hmm. He was not, he was nonverbal for a while. Mm-hmm. And so we had to take him to speech therapy and he needed occupational therapy, And so that was a lot, there was a lot of doctors, a lot of evaluations and, you know, you have to go when they're available. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Not like after four. Right. Yeah. And, and then the other side of it was my mama's heart was saying, you know, no one can take care of your kid better than you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your child. And I couldn't see working and giving my entire teaching paycheck to a daycare person who wouldn't do all the home therapy. Cause there was a lot of home therapy, sensory diet, the whole shebang. And I'm like, I'm, I'm his best teacher. It's gotta be me. So, yeah. yeah. So like, it was a hard decision, but it was also probably very simple. It was, right. yes. That's a really good way to term. It was, yeah. it was a simple decision. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. hard to let go. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. And did you, did you jump straight into being in, in business for yourself or did, no, <laughs> no, not right away. I mean, it came quickly after that, but I didn't even think of my own business until, gosh, I think he was almost three. So, okay. I mean, it did come quickly, but, but in those early stages of diagnosis and stuff and Again, it was just so fortunate that things happened. My mom was working at an early childhood intervention school and oh, said, I, I mean, really the way that everything lined up and can, it was just, you know, I'm like, it's gotta be divine appointment or something here. This is crazy. But she said, we need typically developing children. Would you bring, you know, would you bring him in? And so I did. And that's where all of a sudden they're going, do you mind if we do some evaluations and and so that le- one thing led to another. And then we were like, Oh, it's autism. Oh boy. Okay. Um, but during all that, a lot of the medical bills were coming in mm-hmm. pretty fast and furious. And in our state of Washington at that time, you couldn't use the diagnosed autism or you'd have no insurance coverage at all oh my gosh. at all. So we, you know, you had to have other codes, like it's called PDD NOS, you know, pervasive developmental delay, not otherwise specified. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and even with that diagnosis, insurance didn't touch very much. Mm. And my, my husband's had a pretty good job and has been, you know, doing, doing good as far as, you know, health insurance is, you know, not always the best these days, but, but even after that, we're still paying a minimum of a thousand dollars out of our pocket. So ouch. Yeah. Big ouch. Yeah. 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 So that's when, you know, I started thinking, what am I going to do? Because I'd heard the horror stories of savings accounts and 401s and all that being drained to help children on the spectrum. And, you know, because there wasn't that coverage, there wasn't that insurance support, you know, and so a lot of people were just draining their life savings. And I'm like, Mm. you know, that, that, that there was that, I don't know, that inner strength in me said, no, no, 
no, this is not going to happen to my family. And I'm going to be home with my child. I've just got to figure out how that's going to be. And so my mom and all of her great wisdom, sometimes moms do really know what's best. (laughs) We don't always want to admit it, but there's a little side note. I remember adoring your mom. I remember thinking she was like the, just one of the best people I'd ever met in my whole life. So tell her hi. (laughs) If she remembers me or just someone who remembers her says hi. She's going to listen to this. So make her day. Yeah. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. She, she saw what was in me before I saw what was in me. And she's always just been that way, you know? And so she said, you know, why don't you think about doing something on the side? And she was suggesting some other, you know, things. And the problem was part-time work wasn't going to be conducive with my son's lifestyle and all that I needed to do for him. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it just wasn't going to work because he was my priority that he came first. And so finally she said, well, why don't you take a look at a little side business? And I remember going thinking, are you nuts? <laughs> really? That was my first reaction was, are you nuts? Oh yeah. Right. Thanks mom. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have no clue how to do a business. Are you kidding me? That's just nuts. Yeah, and- I'm a teacher. And right. Exactly. <laughs> that was my training, my education. That's how it was going to make a difference in the world, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but, but business. And so I just, she, she kind of just kept on me, <laughs> kind of nudging me. And I had decided I was going to have um, an in-home jewelry party <laughs> for another company. And uh, still the farthest thing from my mind, because I was just consumed by my son and his needs. It was, it was a hard kind of dark time, to be honest. It was really a hard time of just being blind and darkness and heaviness and stressful and not sleeping and all that kind of like just crazy, but she kept after me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, Mary, I'll help you. Mary, I'll help you. What do you need? You know? And finally I said, well, I don't have a clue about finances. (laughs) Like, like, can you just do all that? (laughs) (laughs) She she agreed. And I have to say, she never had to do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) You figured it out. I figured it out. A lot of it was just, I didn't have any self-belief in my, that I could do something like that, Mm. that I could be an entrepreneur in that way. But yeah, I give all credit to her because she's really... the reason why I got started. <laughs> she saw it. She saw that there was a path for you and, and, and I'm sure yeah. in no small part, because you were just so determined to be there for your son. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got that from her. I yeah. mean, she was always there for us kids. And so, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you cut, you catch it from your parents, you know, and, and that role modeling in your life. And so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it went from an in-home jewelry party to moving through, that was with a different company, but over the years, you've had the experience of building teams and development, all this. So take us through that process a little bit. Like, what was that like? You started out what you, you liked the product. And so you decided to go for it. Is that kind of how it started? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, (laughs) I had always enjoyed a necklace or two, and had a little bit here and there. And, and just, I was always a very girly girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, until I hit college that it was kind of not so much it was flannel and hiking boots, but that's what we did back then. I <laughs> right. think so, it's the nineties. Yeah. That's, that was, it just was the nineties yeah. brunch was in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So with my mom coaxing and with her support, um, I just kind of tiptoed into it. And uh, really the goal was to stay out of medical debt. That was mm-hmm. the number one goal was to stay out of medical debt. Cause it was, man, it was, it, that stuff hits and it hits hard and it's fast. And mm-hmm. when the bills start pouring in, you're just, it's wow. Your, mm-hmm. your eyeballs just drop out of your head a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And so that was my motivation that, and then I needed to be home. I needed to be fully available for my son. So I needed something I could do from home, but my mom and her wisdom thought, you know, she really needs a couple hours out of the house a week too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And And she had full faith in her son-in-law, my husband, like he could, he could hold down the fort. So (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous. It was hard for me to let go of that, but it turned out to be the best thing ever for me. Yeah. Just getting out the mental health of just getting away, taking that heaviness off of my shoulders was huge because I'd lost myself, to be honest. Mm, Yeah. And that happens even with healthy kids, like parents, you know, we just throw ourselves into our kids and sometimes forget. Yeah. So I can imagine with the added, you know, burden and challenge of having a kid with special needs to, to medical and other. Yeah. It's a lot a lot of plate spinning. It is. It is. It's a lot of plate spinning. Um, but just, I mean, I used to, I was always such a smiley person, you know, and that was kind of my trademark was my smile and my laugh and things like that. And she was gone for a bit. Mm. I mean, she really was gone for a bit because I was just so fully consumed yeah. with, with all of it. And I was consumed with grieving. I mean, there's a grieving process and, and those who have been through a major life change understand there's a grieving because this wasn't how life was supposed to be. It was not supposed to be this way. I was supposed to have built beautiful children. We'd live the, you know, sweet American dream of growing up and having family car trips and you know, camping and, you know, all kinds of fun memories and sports and all that kind of thing. That was how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to be that way, you know, in, in, in terms, I mean, it's been that way, but very different looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So there was a grieving and letting go of what was supposed to be. And I'll never forget. There was this one article that was shared with me. I think it was an Ann Landers one where she described from a parent's viewpoint of, you know, uh, when you're getting ready to have that child, you know, and and you're pregnant and you're so excited. And it's, it's almost like getting ready for a trip, an airplane trip. And you're excited. You're packing for Maui. You know, you're so excited. So your bathing suits in there, your sundresses in there, your sunglasses, everything's ready for Maui. You get on the plane and all of a sudden they come over the loudspeaker and saying, welcome to Omaha. And you're like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> That this was not where I was supposed to be. I'm not supposed to land here. I'm not supposed to be here. We were supposed to be in Maui, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that very, yeah, that was very, just a good article I read and really kind of made me understand the emotional process of, of all that. Yeah, so. for sure. Cause it's a, it's a lot, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, I, my daughter has a hearing loss and it's turned yeah. out to basically be a non-issue, but as from her infant years until she was probably in middle school, we didn't know what that would mean for her, you know? So we, all these protocols and so many doctor visits. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So many specialists in home (laughs) visits, in preschool visits, 
in school, oh school visits, God. pulling out yeah. of classroom visits, you know, yeah. I mean, all of it. Right. I, and, and nothing I'm, sounds like you, you know, she didn't have, she didn't even need speech therapy. So we didn't have any of all of that extra, but mm-hmm. it was all there available for her until she really, it was very clear. She didn't need it. And I just remember you just do it. Yeah. I just, something, something just like clicked. Yep. But I look back and I do remember like, flopping into bed sometimes and just crying and not knowing why I was crying until I figured out, well, I'm, I'm mourning. I don't even know what's perfect is supposed to mean, but I'm mourning what it was supposed to be. I did not anticipate having a baby and going to four doctor's appointments a week for the first few months. Like I didn't expect that. Nope. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, and this is your life. I don't, how much care does he need now? Like he's, he's 18, right? Yeah, he's so, oh. so it's different, <laughs> sort of, right? It, it's different. Yeah, the care has changed. And so the care, you know, where it used to be, we, for a while, it was three therapists a week, mm-hmm. you know, with vision therapy on top of that and all that kind of stuff. Now it's, it's not the therapy, but it's, you know, he's always had a paraeducator with, with mm-hmm. him. Uh, at school because there's audit pro- audit- auditory processing issues and we all speak too fast for him. And so, yeah. And then, and then just the turning around processing, what was heard, there's a delay there because he's really got to think through that. And then, then he's got to think through, well, okay, what am I going to say in response to this? And so there's, there's that delay. So when he moves forward, cause he's graduating, I, I I'm like, I'm going to do an ugly cry at graduation. I'm just telling everybody. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. So everybody has been like, warned. Oh my gosh, we've made it. Like <laughs> You yeah. don't even know what a milestone, but yeah. So right now I'm in the process of trying to figure out, okay, what's his post-graduation life going to look like, you know, doing the paperwork applications to, you know, the state resources and the government resources. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going, I wasn't supposed to be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed, supposed to be right? dropping him off at the dorm and waving goodbye and going and crying in the car for the next five hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, but, but there's been a big, huge lesson in this, that learning how to let go and embrace what is, because once you let go of what was supposed to be, your heart and your mind is open to new things because it has to be, I mean, you have to. And, you know, and the new things was a lot of just opening up to new forms of therapy. Okay. Well, let's try this. Let's try that. Okay. You know, and through the process of, of raising him, my heart became, became more open to an in-home business. Mm-hmm. It became more open to the fact that, you know what? I can still live a life. I can actually dream. I can actually set goals because to in my mind, all that was shut down mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Like my life was over. It was all about my son and it was, this was going to be forever. And through the process of raising him and running my own business, the two, t- the two taught me some, the, each one taught me about something in the other. Mm-hmm. So I would take a skill from what I learned with my son and in therapy and I knew I how to apply that into my business and then vice versa. Something from my business would teach me in how to relate or connect or how to help my son. It was, they were very symbiotic mm-hmm. together and uh, the confidence 
from on one would feed into the confidence of the other. It was it, so opening up my mind to a new way of life was huge and learning how to embrace it and seeing the beauty, because I got to say children, people with, you know, with spectrum disorders, they think very differently and it's really quite fascinating. And I remember watching my son hold up an object and he would like take 3d pictures in his head of this object. He'd hold it front and center. Mm -hmm. And then he would pivot his head and his eyes all the way around this object so that he could capture every single angle of whatever it was he was holding. Interesting. It was so interesting where we would look at things. Yeah, it's 3d, but, but we we would perceive it two dimensional. Oh, there's my phone. Oh, there's my laptop. You know, we wouldn't really take in the detail and explore it like he was. Yeah. And then he had this uh, mind of being able to capture a calendar date. I'd say, Josh, what's, what's going to, what day of the week is my birthday in four years? And he would pull it up just like that. Wow. I mean, <laughs> right. It was fantastic when I had to go make doctor appointments. Right. Okay, Josh, what day of the week was that? <laughs> I don't have to remember anything now. Right. Fantastic. He was oh, my personal cool. calendar for a while there. So, but yeah, there's a, there's also a piece in their hearts. They are some of the kindest most generous people you will ever meet in your life, the most accepting people you will ever meet in your life. I mean, they just, he embraces anyone into his world Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, I, I want to be just as open as that. Mm -hmm. I want to love people just as much as he does. So that's beautiful. (laughs) It is beautiful. And I do think that's a reflection of you too. I mean, you are a very loving and kind person and I'm sure that he's modeling that as well, you know, and, and I just, I'm just, I haven't met your husband. I'm just assuming that he also is a really kind and tenderhearted person. I can't imagine you being with anybody who's not like that. Yeah. 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 21 years of marriage, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's a big deal too. And I, so I think, you know, losing a child and having a child with special needs are two like huge stressors on marriages. So, so you run a business, you have a child with special needs, which requires a lot of time, energy, and probably driving places and all of that. Yeah. (laughs) How do you, do you guys have date nights? How do you keep your Mm -hmm. marriage, you know, a a marriage and partnership, not just, you know, roommates taking care of your little people. Yeah. I think this is important for everybody to hear because we're always trying to figure out how to balance. And, you know, if you've listened before, I think balance is a big old joke. It's about creating harmony because balance doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> balance. If for anybody who could see, you know, we're never yes. in balance. If we're working full time or we're doing anything, you know, with the majority of our time, we're never in balance, but we can create yeah. harmony in yeah. a way that's it, that aligns with our values and our desires. So, yeah. 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 And there's a good book called the one thing that talks about a little bit about that too. Ah. The one but anyways, um, for business people, but yeah, the creating the harmony that balances, like, no, <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. So what we learned early on, it was actually some, we did uh, some premarital counseling before we got married and the best advice we got, well, there were two great, but I'll just go with the one it was, you know, to t- make sure you've got a night designated every week that you will not talk about the wedding, you know, any, you know, no wedding talk, nothing about that. Just you and him, you know, just each other 
and you're going to just talk about each other. You're not even going to talk about work. You're just going to be present, be there and just, you know, just love on each other and just keep exploring your relationship and in, in each other. And that held us through this rocky time of when we were dealing with the diagnosis of autism, because we took that into our marriage. We continued to do that date night through our marriage. And when we started to get ready to have children, my mom stepped up, you know, being the great lady and my dad, he's a wonderful guy too. And they're like, we will take your child, you know, when you're ready to resume date nights, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're good. We will take them and you need to keep going with your date night. And that, that was a saving grace for our marriage. I mean, it really was, it grounded us. It kept us focused and we knew the odds. I mean, there was only 20% odds that we would make it with our marriage with wow. having a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear the same is true of, um, of people who lose a child. There's a, it's only 20% chance. And we just looked at each other and we're like, we're going to be the 20%. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be the 20%. So, yeah. yeah. And you said you make a decision and you go for it. So there you go. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's remarkable because it's, you know, it's so easy to get lost and swept away in things, right? Just like you said, you had a period of time in the darkness where you were just swept away with the grief and with mourning and, Mm -hmm. and to, you know, we're talking earlier about the resiliency of human nature and just to show it's not about being tough. I mean, being tough is helpful, sometimes gritty and all that, but it's Mm -hmm. resilient. It's being flexible. It's learning to, to stand your ground when it's important to stand firm and to be, you know, to be bendy when you need to be bendy and, (laughs) you know, go with it (laughs) because you could have stood there and said, I wasn't supposed to have a kid like this and just be really you know, not doing any of those things for him that you've done for him. True. You, I mean, that's a choice, right? True. That is a yep. choice you could have made. Yeah. It, and I know, you know, it, and it, it is sometimes I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not making those needed decisions. I just, it's just not in me to not do my very best for my child. Yeah. And, and that came over again, that spilled over from my child and my marriage wanting, you know, not going to give up, going to stand my ground. We're going to make it, we're going to do it into my business mm-hmm. where I had no experience <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you were a teacher and then you got into direct sales. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Talk about, I, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of selling and teaching, right? It's a, it's about creating relationships and connections and showing the value <laughs> All of that. Yeah, but, you know, you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I guess there is. So there is, but it's just a yeah. you know, if we thought about it that way, it would feel like manipulation, <laughs> even though it's not, right? Because as help right. people in helping professions often struggle moving into sales roles. So yeah. there has to be a lot of reframing around what sales is. But the truth oh, is, gosh. you know, I think for a while. I don't know if it's it's related to direct, to direct sales, but I talked to somebody who was in another business and they said, you know, yeah, they call this multi-level marketing or whatever, but but right. I call it relationship marketing it because yes. we're making these connections and this was actually like a health product. So we believe in supporting people, creating a better lives for themselves yes. through the use of this product. And if they choose through building a business, through sharing this product with other people. So I would imagine that if you, you must have made some kind of a, a brain leap where you reframed how you saw business 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and made it happen. So what, you know, how did you, did, how long did it take you to kind of get it rolling to where you were making money and paying the bills, you know, that you had wanted to pay and all of that? Cause I think it does take time, right? You have to, it's something you have to build. It, yeah. You have to build it. Yeah. One of the benefits and what, why I chose to do something that was already established, you know, direct sales, um, was because I needed simple. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My life was so complicated. I needed a simple. And for me, the jewelry, and I'll never forget. My mom said this to me. She goes, Mary, it's not complicated. It's jewelry. You put it out. Women love it. They buy it and you all go home. <laughs> you know what I thought? Right. I could probably do that. I, can, I think I can. Yeah. <laughs> like the I little engine that could. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but I still made her go with me to my first party. That's how scared I was. That's okay. That's what moms are for. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's that saying you see out there, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. what I did. And um, yeah. And so, but through that getting out and the simplicity of that business, I started to have fun. I started to have fun and that was definitely a missing element. Mm-hmm. And my smile started to come back. My husband, a year into it, I, that's really, I started to make noticeable income right away because it wasn't much to invest and get mm-hmm. started. And we didn't have to carry a ton of product. It wasn't a requirement. And so you would just build as you go. And my, what we call our upline, my upline, my leader, who is a lifelong friend and we're just in each other's lives forever. Now she, she said, you know, you always pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes um, that leaders can do when, when bringing someone into the business is sit there and tell them they have to buy all this inventory, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're not going to see the, the product of their, of their energy and their focus, which of course is income, you know, putting that money in the bank and what that money in the bank did, it actually made me feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I started to see, oh my gosh, I'm not just paying all the bills and seeing the money fly out the door. I'm actually bringing some money in. And that was significant for me in, in, in terms of finding myself again. Not that, you know, I don't put my value in money, but I mean, there was just this empowerment to it of realizing I still can contribute to the family. I still can have a life. I can still dream and make goals. And yeah, so yeah. that's, that started to go right away. I think after my third party, I had it all paid off and I was adding some money in there, but paying myself. And so we're off and rolling. So that's awesome. Wow. That's amazing. So flash forward 13 years, you, (laughs) I can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) I know that just, first of all, I mean, we only graduated from high school four years ago. So you are just, you're such an early starter. I know. I am a bloomer. Just, and always like we haven't changed a bit. Um, <laughs> actually, you have not changed a bit. You look the same to me you're, as in high school. You're very kind. <laughs> Maybe it's like, we have good lighting. I said, somebody asked right. me once yeah. on an early morning call, how do you look so bright in the morning? And I was like, light reflecting makeup and a, and a ring light <laughs> and the zoom filter. Yeah, when you throw in a little sparkle, man. Yeah, yeah, a little good. lipstick, a little necklace, and we're good to go. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you only got four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, nobody has to know. If you could just up that filter a little bit, nobody can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happiness has a glow, though. I mean, you know, ha- creating a life by design 
has yeah. a glow. And so you yeah. have, you know, I'm sure that you've, cause you've moved companies yeah. and, and more than once, right. I think there was something sort of an in-between. Uh, there was an um, in-between. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it sounds like jewelry is your happy place. Like that, that's a yeah, it sounds like a simpler line. Like I don't really know much about direct sales, but it can get really complicated. It can, like, it can. We, you know, the, yeah. the healthcare products, right? We have skin and shampoo and we have supplements and this, and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want, you know, I just want one thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they are MLM and, and direct sales. There is some difference there in, mm-hmm. and not everyone knows that they kind of lump us all together, but there is, yeah. they are different in some way in a few ways actually, but, but yeah, the simplicity of it, um, it just makes it, you know, easier to just include in your life and not become your life. Mm. And that's something else I will, you know, when women are kicking the tires, you know, I'll sit down for just an interview and it's actually, they're interviewing me mm-hmm. and I let them guide the discussion and ask all their questions. Cause I feel like, you know, it's either a fit or it's not, or it's just a not right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to ever be that person where someone feels strong armed. I don't want to ever be that stereotypical you know, I mean, I'm trying to change that stereotype, you know, cause people do come first in my business and, um, but just the simplicity of here's the jewelry. It's beautiful. And it's, we're Swarovski. I mean, hello. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have <laughs> international glam better. brand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> High quality. I mean, we've got that, you know, and yeah, I don't have to do a lot of the extra stuff, which is nice. I still got to work. Believe me, I work, yeah, but right. it's, it's what my mind can handle and what my lifestyle can handle. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's a typical day for you? Like, do you still do party? Well, I guess party in-home parties are probably a little bit yeah, maybe yeah, dicey yeah, right yeah. now in COVID that times. Another, that was another major life shift. Yeah. <laughs> From all in-person to all virtual. <laughs> a virtual, a virtual in-home party. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, I love my Zoom now. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we've got it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I just totally spaced for a minute. Sorry. Where so, are we going so, with this? so, what does your typical day look like? Thank you. My typical yeah, day. No worries. It happens. Space, <laughs> yeah. ha- space happens a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my typical day is, you know, something that's been bred into me is, you know, if you, you know, you treat, if you want a business, you treat it like a business. So, so I get, you know, I get up and I, I do my morning thing for me and, and that, and then I hit, I do my office hours, you know, and, you know, we're, we're taught to wisely start with our own business first. So I do my reach outs with my customers. I do my customer care. I follow up, you know, thank you for placing your order. And then, you know, a week later, Hey, how are you loving it? Is there anything I can help you with? And then a couple of weeks after that, Hey, are you still loving your jewelry? Cause I've just, it's really important to me that people feel like they've really gotten value from mm-hmm not only my product, but from having this business relationship from me, I want them to know, you know, you're in my, you're in my, in my crystal family, my sparkle family now. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to take care of you. That's it. I'm just always going to take care of you. And that's how I built a business for this long and, and had become a significant part of my family's income now. So, but then after that, I, I usually reach out to my team and each day kind of has a designated category of what I'm doing with certain parts of my team. And one day is all about my new 
my new people, you know, mm-hmm. helping them get up and get going and, and, uh, words to say and, and how to respond and all those kinds of things. And then there's another chunk where it's okay. Leaders, you know, let's invest in, you know, who's leading or who's, who's up and coming and that kind of a thing. And then I invest in training. Okay. Let's work on some training. So each day has a, a different mode mm-hmm. of, of what I'm focused on, but my personal business always comes first. Cause without that, I've got nothing, you know? Right. Yeah. You can have a great team, but if you're not if you're not moving anything, it's not happening. That's right. really cool. Do you find blocking your time like that helps you be more productive? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. In fact, there's a, there's a, sometimes if I'm feeling kind of squirrely, because <laughs> sometimes I feel squirrely. Yeah, um, yeah. There's an app on the phone. There's several of them, but I, it's called be focused and I can set my timer and just do, you know, my customer care reach outs for 20 minutes, you know, just set it for that. And it helps me to focus, bam, bam, bam. Here's what I'm going to do. And I get through that. And we also have a a great new app called Amy, which is fantastic. And it, like, it's a game changer for anyone in direct sales or MLM. And they're going to love me me for this plug. Uh, But seriously, you should get a commission. Right. (laughs) Seriously, it is my virtual assistant in my phone. And I just go there and it tells me literally what I need to do that day. Oh, too. that's amazing. Yeah. That's everybody amazing. needs an Amy. <laughs> Everyone needs an Amy. Seriously. Oh my gosh. It's fantastic. That's so great. That's a, yeah, seriously. That's a, I'm like, if you don't have one and you, you do something like what I do, just get it. Just trust yeah. me. Get it. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is a really great point to tell our listeners too. It's like, there's a lot of moving parts to having any kind of business, Yes, whether it's a home business, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's a direct sales and you're an independent, it, it doesn't really matter if you're yeah. doing a business, there are so many moving parts. And I think you you've shared a couple of things that are really helpful. One blocking time. Mm-hmm. right? Designating certain tasks to certain days. It helps routinize too. Like the more we routinize yeah. things, the less time we spend trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Now we just know <laughs> truly. I mean, well, if you were to yeah. look at my whiteboard, you would see Mondays do these things, Tuesdays, this Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, generally this Friday's this. And I, yeah. I just look over there. If I go, what am I doing today? Oh, right. Today's oh, what day is today? Okay. It's Monday. Right. So I have my thing yeah. and then I go through and I, I mean, most of the time I already know what I'm supposed to be doing, but if I, if I am experiencing space and squirrels, yes. objects, <laughs> I love that space and squirrels. <laughs> it seems to happen kind of often. So, you know, like, and I, I, you know, my kids are still home from school. So we're like month 14 yeah. of every single person being home all the time. And so like, yeah. there's a lot of distractions. So I love that to like choose something, if it's an app or blocking your time or finding a way to really, to really make it work. I just finally officially, like I've worked with virtual assistants on projects and things, but I actually about, I think we're coming up on six weeks or something have now an executive assistant and she works for me part-time. And I mean, I throw random stuff at her. Hey, I was thinking about that. And I'll just text her. You don't have to respond. It doesn't have to be done today. I just had a thought. So my squirrels go into text messages to her and it's awesome. And then she'll do research and send me bullet points. I don't have to pick your brain because I'm, I know I'm headed that direction. Oh, it's a game changer. I will tell everybody, it doesn't have to be someone, you know, that you bring on as as staff or part of your team or whatever, but finding a way to organize and pass off the things that we think we should keep in our heads to someone or something else. 
I yeah. use pop-up reminders on my calendar. I, you know, without those, I probably miss a lot of appointments. Like I just, cause I would, I would be like, Oh, it's two o'clock. I forgot. Shoot. It's just, I'm just, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you're so organized. I'm like, I am one of the spaciest, most scatterbrained people. I have systems to keep me in exactly. line. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You're a right brainer too, huh? Yes. Big time. I mean, oh, I can be like yeah. big ideas and woo, and it's got color and I'm going to get stuck on a design thing. Cause that's interesting. And suddenly I'm like, what is the point of this? Well, that's my joke is I'm like, ladies, if I can do this, anybody can do it. Like you don't even know how well you could probably do this better. Totally. It's, and it's amazing. I think that's really important for people to hear. If like, you're like, oh, I don't really have a business sense. Maybe you find something that's already laid out for you and you just pick it up and run with it. That is the beauty of direct sales or, yeah. or even MLM. It, it really takes a lot of the big, I mean, you still work your business like a business if you want that business income. Yes. Now yes. women can work it to any degree. Some just occasionally sell here and there to friends and that's fine. That works for them, you know, because we have all sorts, we've got women in the military, we've got women, you know, all kinds of women doing a little bit of their either side hustle or full-time hustle like myself, but yeah, the systems having that in place for a mom like myself was necessary. I needed to know, cause I couldn't, I just, first off, I didn't have the finances to go out and, you know, well, what should I call my business and what kind of a logo? And right. oh my gosh, yeah. now I got to build a website. You know, I didn't have those resources financially. Cause we were just trying to pay the medical bills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and what I love now, as I look back is I've always had a marketing team that I didn't have to pay for, mm-hmm. you know, I always had a customer care service line. I didn't have to pay for, you know, there's so many things that freed me up financially mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to make more. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's like pooling resources. It like, is Yeah, a lot of resources, like, a, like co-ops sort of. <laughs> yeah. And when you you know, and I'm a big proponent um, of looking at comp plans and just knowing what's out there and seeing, you know, what is truly going to pay someone the time that they put in. That's really important for me. I, I, I wasn't a numbers person. I am now, but yeah, you do, you have to take a close look at what you're looking at and is it realistic? You know, is it going to pay you? So, yeah. And you're able to work all of this around your life by design. And I think that's whether you have children or not, this is a really important piece of getting into business for oneself. So if anybody's listening and they've, you know, you're thinking about taking the leap, um, remember it's building the business around the life you want, not the other way around. It's really, really, I've had clients who I've had to help dig out of this rut. It's extremely difficult to get out of it. If you build your life around the business, it's hard to change. It's hard to envision anything different. It's also got a much higher percentage of burnout. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I had to learn that early quickly. (laughs) I bet. I bet. Cause, yeah, like, cause your son was a little guy. I mean, if he's, you've doing, so he's four or five when you started doing this three, okay. three and a half. Yeah. Cause I was, mm, gosh, boy, that was so long ago. Yeah. Three or four, maybe four. Mm-hmm. I just had, yeah, he had them before. Cause I just had my second child and 
that, that was one of the reasons why I, I, when my mom suggested this kind of a, of a career or business, you know, we, back then it was short term just to pay off the bills because you never know, you never say never. Right. Um, I, that was one of the reasons why I looked at her. Are you nuts? <laughs> <My child was, laughs> I just had a baby and I have a one-year-old. Are you crazy? Oh <laughs> She's like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, but, but again, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad because I would have missed out on so, so mm-hmm. many wonderful things of designing my life and, and the amazing people. I meet so many people. Mm. And even with this virtual platform, we've, we've had to shift to, I know people on East coast, like a bulk of my business this past year during the pandemic was on the East coast or the opposite coast of where I live. Like That's how amazing. amazing is that? That's so cool. Yeah. It's amazing. And- do the people on your team who are they all over the place as well? Or is that kind yeah. of more regional or <laughs> yes. by, by who, you know, or, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it used to be right. Yeah. When I was in person, but now I've got people, <laughs> Alaska, we've got Hawaii, Ohio, we've got South Carolina, Pennsylvania, New York. Yeah. We're just everywhere. Yeah. And that would have never happened. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic is not anything I'd ever want to repeat, but right, but yeah. beauty, beauty did come out of that. And mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty amazing how that came to be and a yeah, lot of yeah. self-development and growth. And I've learned the power of delegation. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> that is a tough one. That is a really hard, that's, it's hard to let go of control. Like I have a cleaning lady too. That's awesome. Yes. Even though I work from home, it's no, but you are at home. It would be constant. It would be constant if it were just up to up to you. And you would see everything too. I do when I'm home. I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I didn't know we were so dirty and gross. And like I know that has to be clean. So whatever it was I was just gonna go work on, I the squirrel was the dirty kitchen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens. I have to admit in the first few weeks, there was this like guilt, 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 like you should be doing this. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. Time is money. Time is money. Time is money. I mean, there are, there are some, you know, people who would say, go as far as to get your, you know, if you don't, if your assistant isn't virtual, then they yeah. can pick up your grocery. Now we can get them delivered, right? I mean, the, a lot of things have changed, but yes. to pick up your groceries, do you pick up your dry cleaning, go to Target for you, do the, do those things that you need to do and work that in as well, because yeah. time is money. Yeah. Now yeah. so many things are, you know, can be serviced and like dry cleaning services will drop off and pick up at your house and stuff like that. But right. this, you know, it was probably, you know, 15 years ago when I, I remember hearing that thinking, I want somebody to grocery shop for me <laughs> now my husband will grocery shop for me or we'll go online and click, 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 and then have it delivered the next day. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, you let go of stuff. Like it's worth as much as I like picking up, you something. know, yeah. Right. As much <laughs> as I like to like sniff oranges before I put them in my basket. I feel like that's okay. I'm willing to give that up <laughs> and I'm going to just say, I don't like love scrubbing toilets. So it's quite nice having a cleaning okay. service come in and take care of that for you and time and energy and energy is money. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's and you're supporting harmony. somebody else in their job too. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that too. I feel like I am supporting these other businesses. As I'm supporting the person who comes in and cleans my house, you know, but it lends to that harmony that you mentioned earlier, you know, because you, we all have to make choices of, of our time, our emotional energy, you know, our physical health and things like that. And when we delegate even those things of someone coming and cleaning our house, it gives you peace in every time I walk out of my, my office and she's been there and has cleaned everything. I'm like, I feel so good. I'm, 
I feel the relaxation. I feel happy. You know, I'm not staring at that sink of dishes and things like that. Yeah. It's all taken care of. And I feel re-energized that I can either give that new, that re-energized energy into my family, or I can plug it into my team or my customers. You know, it's that extra bottled energy that I get to give now. Absolutely. To other places. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you are really living your life by design and that you made this decision and anything other than, you know, having some fun. And <laughs> I'm sure in the beginning it was more about just paying the bills, but then it became it fun. Like yeah. you said, and you were like, Oh, suddenly, I mean, I think I wrote that down, you know, started having fun. And I was like, boom, you know, yep. when we're really in the thick of something that's heavy and scary and requires a lot of mental energy, we're not yeah. thinking about any enjoyment. Oh. We're thinking about getting to the next thing to check another yep. box, to figure out, you know, what's next. And so I'm so happy to hear that your smile and your sparkle has come back yeah. to see you, you know, I don't think I would have known that. So I really appreciate that you shared that. Cause I, you know, life life's on us sometimes. And, yeah. you know, on social media, you know, it's like our highlight reels. So we're putting out there only the really good stuff. And I think that it's really important to share these stories because there are lots of people who have kids with special needs who are trying to figure it out. And yeah. yes, there are support groups and all that, but it's still nice to hear that you're thriving yeah. you know, and you're, and you're setting an example for your kids to see that there are different ways to do things that the, you know, the conventional way of doing things doesn't have to apply to all people. So yeah. you have this, you know, a child on the spectrum who, you know, I, it sounds like he may not really be independent, but he might be able to create a path for himself based yeah, on. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, what the, the future still remains to be seen, you know, mm -hmm. our, what we're doing now is, is trying to get things in place so he can be as independent as he can be. Um, and then that's the thing though. I've also learned is I just can't predict his future. He surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Modeling that for my kids. When I look back, the things that they've picked up, my youngest wants to be an entrepreneur now. I so love it. He's 16. Aww. So he's got, you know, who knows when yeah. we will start that path, but that's in him. He wants to do that. And he's just, because he's seen what it's been able to do for our family and the excitement and, and just the joy that I, I get from it, you know, and, and then for my older one, he's picked up perseverance. I mm -hmm. think, you know, I always like, I'm not a perfect person, you know, but I, I do notice that he sees things in me, you know, he's, he catches it and he is just one of the most persevering people I know, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of just, yes, he's got this paper and it takes him three, four times as long as other people it might take who are typically developing, but he'll do it mm -hmm. and he'll throw his whole heart into it. And so I'm like, you know, I, I, I know he's seen that he's caught that, um, yeah. because that's what I do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, you just, it's a decision. <laughs> mm. It's just a decision to live your life by design. It's your decision to listen to, you know, things that feed your soul. It's a decision to block out things that drain you. It's a decision of where you invest your energy and it's a decision to make the decision as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is. You're right. Even not deciding is a decision, right? Yep. So it making is. the decision can actually create that pivot and it can change everything. It can change everything. 
that's yeah. the magic I think that sometimes we forget about that. We think that we're supposed yeah. to be able to take ourselves across the finish line when really it's just making a decision. Like mm -hmm. in that moment, that was a snap makes the change yep. and everything can start to change as soon as we make the decision. Well, and we need to bring our focus in from, instead of looking at the end result and, and one of my, a business coach that I work with right now, you know, this analogy really hit me. He, his name is Steve Wiltshire, but he, he says a lot of times we don't enjoy the journey, the process of the decisions of the learning. Mm -hmm. You just look at the end goal and it intimidates us and it freezes us from making the choices to move mm -hmm. forward. And that really, that hit me. And that's so true. You, you gotta stop measuring yourself. Yeah. So that you can start making the choices that you need to start making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause we need to set goals. We need to be heading in a particular direction. This is something I work on with my clients sometimes. It's like, okay, we're going to set goals and we're going to be specific. And they're, they're all going to, you know, all the smart will be checked yeah. and then we're going to let go <laughs> and <Yep>. detach <laughs> from the outcome. And it's like, fear. what? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> jump into, I had a, I had a roommate from Germany when I lived in, when I was in grad school, who lived with me and she was like, her, she said, you have to be able to jump into the cold water with both feet. And I always thought that was great. Cause we usually just say yeah. water, but the cold water, like it made it very specific, but it's true. You got to be able to just jump in and trust that you've got it. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to hit the bottom or if you're going to be able to start kicking and come up before you do, but, but you're going to, you're going to be okay. And it's going to yeah. happen. And mm -hmm. so we can set our goal and we can look at the outcome, but then we need to let go of it because it could be better. Yeah. So yeah. we could be limiting ourselves. And I mean, I don't know. I just, I love hearing that you're, you're in this place where you, you're, you're living your life. You're taking excellent care of your kids, both of them. And, you know, one needs more work than the other, more attention. Oh, and yeah, well, very true. I mean, 16. <laughs> true. Yeah. No. Yes. I know. Yes. I, I have 17 and 14, almost 15. Yeah. And yes, I get that. I get that. They, they seem to pass the torch back and forth to each other is usually how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Taking turns on who needs what for mom, but you do, you know, you get to, you get to choose how you're living your life and you get to, you know, create that financial freedom. It sounds like you get to still, when you're allowed to travel, like, you know, have a sense of adventure and do those things that you enjoy. Oh, I remember yeah. we talked about that when we talked yeah. a while back and, and that you get to go on trips and do this cool stuff. And that definitely would not have been happening if you were no. drowning in medical debt. There's no, no way. No. Well, and that's the thing too, is, is because I was part of a, have been a part of a drug sales company, I've been able to feed that travel bug in me, you know, mm -hmm. through these trips that I, at the beginning, you know, there was no way I could afford that, but I just made that conscious choice mm -hmm. <laughs> that I was going to keep choosing to earn that trip day after day after day. I was making that choice to keep getting to that goal of earning that trip yeah. because I wanted that time away from my husband with my husband. We needed that week together to rejuvenate, recharge from the world. Of, <laughs> yeah. From everything. Well, and especially yeah. from the stress and, and the heaviness of having a child with special needs at that time. I mean, we love our son and, and he's such a joy. And, and, but you know, in those early years, there was, it was like a blur. We call it the blur years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big blur. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. 
when they're little, it's a blur anyway. And then you've got, you know, on top of that, trying to just figure out what the path is forward and all of that. Right. But yeah. we chose, I chose, we're going to get that time together. Mm-hmm. We're just, it's going to, I'm going to make it happen. So yeah, again, the choosing the designing your life. And so mm-hmm. yeah, travel was a choice I wanted, I made to keep in my life. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said every day you chose that trip over and over again. So this is great for our listeners, set a goal and choose that goal every day. It changes how we go for it. So, because there's always a point, I haven't met anybody who hasn't got to a point where they think that they're about to give up because it's not happening. And then they decide, they decide to take one more step and it's that next step that breaks it free or shows that you're getting close. So choosing that goal, whatever it is, it's a trip, it's a, you know, whatever, paying off a bill, whatever, you know, whatever that might be, you're choosing that every day, I think is a really great way to take steps toward goals, keep them real, keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. That and a good support village, a tribe around you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, actually I was going to ask you, like, what do you have tips that you like to share that like, what, if I were, well, anybody, you know, but do you share things with your team? Like, is there something you tell your team upfront every time? Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, in our business, we do a lot of reaching out. And so one of my, you know, is because it is sales, although I joke because I feel like I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> Just yeah. share what I love. You know, one of the things is I say, you know, you always let the other person make their decision. You don't ever make it for them. Ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, you let them, you respect them enough to make their own decision. And so that actually helps them in letting go of the fear, mm-hmm. you know, in the very beginning. And it, it helps them to continue to realize, you know what? I have no right to make a decision for this person. So I'm just going to go ahead and reach out, check in how you doing or offer them this or, Hey, this is on sale. I know it's your favorite. Would you like to get it at this time? You know, those kinds of things. And yeah, so you, you don't ever make a decision for someone else. Another one is to not feel guilty about Mm. achieving success. And I, that's a big one I've noticed for women. Yeah. Huge. Huge. And I, I think we're turning that corner where we are in society, you know, there's more mm-hmm. of a girl power, <laughs> but there is, I, I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a guilt that can be like, Oh, I don't deserve to be successful or, Oh, you know, I just don't want it to be all about me. And I think what we miss in that, when we allow that guilt to be on our shoulders, I think we miss that our success leads to other people's successes. Mm-hmm. If, if I didn't have my team, I wouldn't be supporting these women in pursuing their passions or their design life. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't pursuing growing a business and continuing, I wouldn't be modeling this for my children. And so we need to let go of that, that guilt yeah. and give ourselves the freedom to succeed because it's, it's not, success isn't all about you. It's, it's about, you know, it, I mean, it does affect you. Yes. But it also applies to all the people around you too, because you inspire others or you model for others. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm, those are really good tips. Okay. I like to ask a fun question or maybe a couple of fun questions and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. 
Well, I'm kind of on the you spot pass. here. Yeah, I know. You could just say, pass. I don't want to discuss this. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite thing to eat? <laughs> we start oh, with the easy one. Favorite thing to eat? Oh my goodness. I'm kind of a health nut. <laughs> I, oh gosh, I love I love turkey. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so obviously, I'm not a full vegetarian, but right. I love turkey. <laughs> okay, how do you like your turkey cooked? Oh, I like it roasted. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good. So one. Thanksgiving <laughs> is one of my most favorite holidays. I bet always like turkey. turkey. <laughs> And uh, pumpkin pie when I allow myself an indulgence. Right. Um, <laughs> although, yeah, I, I can't claim total healthy eating because I do like a nice glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's there's there's antioxidants in wine. I've got you, right? got you covered. Yeah. That's what I tell myself when I drink my red Cabernet or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's you know there's a difference between enjoying a glass of wine and getting wasted on a bottle of wine. You know. So yeah. Right. So you're yeah. still on the right side of that. Right. No, I I do buy the nice one. You know, yeah. <laughs> did you savor that one? You know, yeah, right. You're not going to gulp it down. I know we do that too. We're like, we're gonna, we're just, if we buy the $9 bottle, we're probably going to drink it a little too fast. So we're going to stick with the one that's a little bit more and it generally, not always, but it generally does taste better. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Do you have a favorite swear word? <laughs> you know, that's so funny. That's just so against who I am as a person. Yeah. I so just, what's your, no. well, like if you drop something or do you like go, Oh shoot or darn, or what are like, I had somebody, oh. somebody was telling me that they, they don't, they really don't, they also don't use swear words, but they catch themselves saying now I can't remember what it was off to go back and listen, but it was something like, Oh boy. Right. And then they know <laughs> that they need to check in because they're having an experience, which I thought was, it was a psychologist. So he was like, I notice if I'm surprised by something, it's time to check in. So like anything oh. like that. Uh, yeah, I'll say crap. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's about as far into swearing as yeah. I go. I just, that's good. People, like challenge me, just say it, Mary, just say it. And I'm like, like, it's crap. No, I'm just, it's crap. And I'm not going to, yeah. I'm just like, it's so against who I am. It's just, I wasn't, it's not who I am. I just yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't make me. There's no. Draw that line in the sand. No, it's not for everybody. (laughs) I should change that to expletive because I, well, I guess expletive is probably still swear word, but like, you know, when you need to, right. (laughs) I know some people tell me crap is still a swear word, but um, in my book, it's not. So I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Crap crap doesn't get an E on the, uh, on the podcast list. Some words <laughs> that are a little further out in the alphabet do. <laughs> I do have a funny little, just short little story on that word. When my boys were little and Josh was just starting to learn how to speak words, <laughs> I was changing my younger one's diaper and it was like the major blowout type. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it was right. It happened right there on the stairs. And so, right there, I had to put him down on the oh stairs. Like there was no carrying him or I was going to have an even worse mess. Oh my. And so, so my older son, he comes up and he, he, he looks at, it, he goes, Oh crap. <laughs> like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. And then I felt like, Oh no, I'm the worst mother in the world. I just taught my son how to say crap. <laughs> no, there's way worse. Like you could, no, 
words, you know, words can have power, but it's usually the energy behind them anyway. I mean, yeah, it is. you've Very taught true. him to be a kind person. He's I good. He's oh, Schnikes, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Could be oh, anything. Petunia. Yeah. Petunia, right? <laughs> Petunia's a bad rap. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're oh so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Final question. Bye. Do you have, are you watching anything currently or do you have a favorite movie or series that you like to, it can be a guilty pleasure even that you like to oh. indulge in? gosh yeah my when I need to shut the brain off <laughs> to turn the brain off time I will forever be a, a fan of friends because oh yeah like forever <laughs> right now I'm watching one called debris it's a sort of a sci-fi I'm, I'm sort of a, I'm a sci-fi action flick chick <laughs> Interesting. does your husband like those kinds of shows too he will watch some sci-fi. I mean, I don't yeah. go into the deep, deep sci-fi, but we love action. Yeah. A little sci-fi forever Star Wars fans too. That's my mm -hmm. son's thing is my oldest son. He is like a lifelong Star Wars fan. So oh, we joined so him in that. And, <laughs> but yeah, you can't go wrong with saying quotes from Joey from friends, you know, oh, yeah. how you doing? That's a big how one. You we doing? Do that all yeah. the time. How you doing? <laughs> We'd say that our cat does that. And he walks around the house and he's all full of himself. He's like, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. One final question is how can we support you? Where can we find you? If people would like to learn more about Swarovski, maybe learn about the business or they want to purchase some, some sparkly things. Oh, thank you. I would support some sparkle support. I, I would <laughs> That did not come out right. I would appreciate some sparkle support. Awesome. Support my family. But yeah, you can find me at um, touchstonecrystal.com uh, forward slash my first name, Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, my last initial M, so Mary M. And yes, that is my real name, the real spelling. I am the Christmas version of Mary. <laughs> so <laughs> so touchstonecrystal.com forward slash Mary M. And um, you can also reach me at marymccallum.com or at yahoo.com. So there's just some great ways to find me. Whether you have questions about you no know, business or Mother's Day is coming. And if you want to order something really special for your mom, because Swarovski is always special. We are actually housed in the Swarovski headquarters in Rhode Island. We are Swarovski. Um, we're one of their babies, one of their daughter companies. So, and then if you just ever... You know, I always put this out there. If you are a parent of a child with special needs, reach out to me, email me, because I, I just feel like it's my own personal mission to, to just come alongside, offer words of encouragement, or even just listen, because there's an instant bond when a, a parent of a special needs child meets another one. There's just this connection that you have that you, I mean, even though their diagnosis might be different, you just get it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I want to put that out there because that, I feel like that is one of my missions of my heart is to just be there and be a listening and a very understanding ear for someone. Wonderful. We'll make sure to put your links and your email in the show notes. So they're clickable and easy to find for people who would like to, to, to connect with you in any way, thank but you. this has been such a wonderful conversation. I thank you so much for coming and sharing and for really, you know, helping shed light on what it's like to be a parent with a kid with special needs and, and also, you know, raising him, he's coming into his adult years and we won't go into detail, but you were saying, you know, that you're working on some of the legal aspects of that on how to protect oh him, but still give him. <laughs> 
the freedom that he needs to explore his independence and all of that. And I, and I just, I feel like there's a lot more to it that, you know, some, somebody even with a child with special needs maybe hasn't gotten there yet, you know, that you're, you might be a few years ahead of them and have some wisdom to share with them. So I really feel like everything that you shared today was really supportive of, of parents Mm -hmm. and families with, with children with special needs and also helping us understand how one can start a business with something that's already there for you and still have a lot of that independence and really make a living doing it. So I think that that's, I think you're the first person in direct sales that I've had as a guest and I'm excited because I learned a lot. I mean, I think it's really cool that you can do that. And, and it's not just for women to be in direct sales, but I feel like at least this, this jewelry one is probably more, you know, leaning toward women. And I, and it does, but we do have a few men. Oh, I'm I, well, I mean, why not? You know, it's got to speak to somebody, right? Right. Um, Well, I mean, let's think about it. You know, what woman wouldn't buy a piece of jewelry where a man was telling you, you look beautiful. I mean, (laughs) true. (laughs) they're probably making bank. (laughs) They're really bringing it home. (laughs) That's true. I hadn't thought about it that way. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We used to chuckle Um, that about in my previous company with, um, my good friend, Heather, who's just been a mentor and a lifelong support person for me. She like, why wouldn't you want to buy it? Right. That makes sense. (laughs) So gentlemen, if you're trying to figure out what the heck to do, you might have just found your calling. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Get on Mary's team because she's a breath of fresh air. (laughs) We're very accepting of everyone. I love it. I do love it. Well, this has been so wonderful. And I'm so glad that we've reconnected um, all these years. And I, you know, shout out to your mom because I just remember her truly being an incredible human human being. I I've always remembered her always. Yeah. Yeah. And the fruit did not fall far from the tree. You are also a very wonderful human and I'm really honored that you came here today. So thank Thank you you so much for the opportunity to share my heart, share my message, um, and giving me a chance to kind of break some of the stereotypes that are out there (laughs) Mm -hmm, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks again, Mary. It's been, Mm -hmm. it's been wonderful. Okay. Thanks friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.